Well, hi everyone, and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number three, uh, 464, and it's actually night time. I'm recording this on the night before, so it's Friday night here. Um, I'm going to load this up for Saturday because I've already done today's, but I want to record it now because I want to feel some of the oh, the excitement in the air here. So. I'm, I'm still up at Sydney, as you know, at the Olympic Park, and tonight is the uh, one of the fi- NRL finals, and the stadium's coming alight here. It's really funny because I'm in my room a lot, and I'm, um, you know, head down, butt up. I've got the window open. I can hear noise and everything downstairs, and uh, the event that I've been, you know, looking at over the last few days has been... Uh, the Tony Robbins event here and watching the people around there and I'm just outside that stadium because they're the two stadiums are literally oh, what would that be a hundred meters maybe apart and so uh, I'm just walking between the two at the moment and uh, I don't know what the capacity of the, the stadium is there now but it might be I don't know 70,000 Something like that's nowhere near as big as the MCG. Well, let's just say 70,000. I think the one where uh, the Unleash the Power Within is maybe holds, there's 8,000 people in there. And uh, you know, when I came yesterday, it wasn't until they all came out to do the, the firework, they said, oh, well, yeah, there's lots of people in there, but it must be very well soundproofed or something in there because you can't hear uh, from walking past, you can't hear the noise coming out of the, the stadium, uh, but uh, I could see them setting up for the NRL finals here this afternoon when I was walking around having a stretch of the legs. And uh, I went and did a workout before and came, came out. I thought, okay, I've done my workout and it's time for me to get another meal in. So I thought I'll go down to the uh, Porto chicken place and they do a nice salad there. And I thought, oh, they've got one with rice because so I need some high energy food, some high energy carbs to go with my protein after my workout. So I go downstairs. Now keep in mind that since I've been here, it's been like desolate. There's no one here. So I go downstairs and a Porto chicken must have 200 people in it. Like the queue is at the door, around the corner and crazy. I go around the corner, Subway, McDonald's, all those ones next to each other were absolutely Chocker block. Chocker block. Uh, so, as you know, I come prepared. So I was prepared. I had a protein bar uh, in my pocket. So I had that. And I thought, okay, well, these people are all here because of the game. The game doesn't start until about 7.40 p.m., something like that. So I will go back later because the protein bar was for a little bit later. But I've, I've had it now instead uh, which was all very nice I must say I've got a little bit of an appetite uh, so I'm just walking past the, the uh, Tony Robbins event right now and seeing what's going on and uh, you know what there's an open door right there I could probably walk in there and nobody would even notice but I won't do that uh, but it's quiet as anything in there. Oh, there's a few more open doors. I'm going to just walk along here and see see what happens. Now, there's a challenge for me to get in. See if I can get in unnoticed. Right there's a, 
Oh no. Oh, they've got a metal detector at that door. That's interesting. So anyway, I wanted to walk around and get feel some of the atmosphere tonight because I thought, yeah, I looked up and there are still some, some tickets for sale for the finals here. It's not as popular as AFL. If it was the AFL final, it would be absolutely sold out. But the sport doesn't have the same same sort of attraction as the um, the AFL does. Um, but I wanted to just come out and see what the environment like was that. Um, yeah, I've got a passion for passion. And even though I don't follow the sport, um, to be around that, that noise, that environment, that excitement that is all around us, I think is really quite compelling. Uh, so that's why I thought I would come out. Um, so, yeah, well, it looks like I've discovered a food court inside uh, the events there. Uh, it looks like quite a nice arena in there, but uh, it's got loads of, loads of security. It'd be hard to get in without a ticket, that's for sure. But um, anyway, uh, that's why I'm out and about tonight, trying to, oh gosh, trying to experience uh, some passion, some excitement of the crowds that are around here. I'm going to head back the other way. It's a bit windy there. Uh, so it's uh, completely dead down this end for 8,000 people. Uh, maybe they're just all inside and they're completely enthralled in what's going on in there. Uh, it, yeah, the events that I've attended it's just felt like that there was more people because there was always people, you know, outside around the event circulating and so forth. And the ones I went to, it was only two and a half thousand people. It uh, certainly looking at it, it doesn't look that way, but maybe they're just all engaged inside and you, and you can't notice it. Um, so today is a long night. Tomorrow is a long night uh, for them as well. Day three is the one where you get all the breakthroughs. Um, so, yeah. So, passion, excitement I don't think we have enough of it in our life uh, often it only comes out at a sporting event and I think why is that why can't we get excited about things in our life uh, without having to go to a big sporting event I mean I, I love the excitement and the vibe that you get from uh, you know, a crowd of really 500 people but you know, like thousands of people um, tens of thousands of people. There's this roar that it it lights something up with inside you. Something really powerfully inside you. It's it's a spark that really lights you up. And I, I don't think we have enough of that because if we did. I think we would, we would live life with more passion. We would, we would get way more excited about stuff than we do, uh, because we, we tend to just get stuck in this rut. Um, oh, the police are driving past for some reason. Um, you know, we get stuck in these ruts of places, and we become immobilised and just get stuck in what it is that we're normally doing, without you know, really harnessing 
the passion that's within us to achieve something more for ourselves. Uh, I know one of the things that I challenged myself with a number of years ago was that I'm a passionate person, but I found that I wasn't expressing it. I wasn't expressing it in a way that I felt that I should, given you know the career that I have, the the path that I follow, and, and to me that was disappointing that I I wasn't leading the life that I wanted to lead. I wasn't living on my terms, and I felt like I was just letting myself down. So I made that commitment to myself to say, Do you know what, I'm no longer going to live like this. I'm going to become more passionate. I'm going to find a way to express that passion with energy and love and belief that I am a powerful person with the ability to influence millions of people around the world with my message. I just have to find a way to be able to communicate that message in a way that's impactful for people. Because, let's face it, we, we live life through a filter. Think back to when you were a kid. I mean, just look at kids now in public spaces is a, is a, great, a great example. It's, it's not uncommon to send them going nuts. But as soon as we get to a certain age, I don't know what age it is, maybe it's 18, 19, 20, maybe a little bit later than that, where we say, do you know what, I can't do that. Just settle down, settle down, just calm down. You can't, uh, you know, we tell ourselves that we, we can't bring these things out of ourselves. We have to, you know, live in this cocoon and be quiet and not create a ruckus and, and show our passion. And yet it's the people that are super passionate that stand out. It's like, oh, wow, I'd like to be around them. Uh, but we don't tend to express that passion in a way to us. And unless you come to a sporting event and there's, uh, you know, tens and tens and, and, and thousands of, of people, <laughs> of thousands of people, I just call it a ball, um, of tens of thousands of people uh, around us doing the same thing, thinking, okay, it's okay, I'm in the right place, I can do this because everybody else is, so it's okay. Uh, but if you're a lone figure, you think, oh, I can't do that, no one else is doing it. People are going to look at me. I am not going to feel comfortable with that. And yet we say those things to ourselves and immobilize us. We don't do, we don't take an action, we don't do certain things. And you think, okay, that's the way I've been living. How's that working for me? What are the other things that are completely thriving in my life because I'm not expressing the passion that I know is within me to bring out. And I'm sure the two correlate. I'm not being passionate. That's having an impact on my kids. That's having an impact on my partner. It's having an impact on my career. I mean, if I can be so blunt, when was the, the last time that you passionately made love to your partner in a way that you haven't done before or done for a very long time or you got creative and you became not the normal way that you are in when you make love and just going through the motions but you said, you know what, I'm going to bring a whole bunch more, I'm going to bring 
yeah, that's very specific, more energy into the bedroom and give my partner an absolute wow experience because I don't want to just live the way that I was before. I don't want to express that passion through uh, that lovemaking with my partner. Uh, try that on for size. Try that on for size. Here's another great exercise while we're, we're talking sexy. Next time you're making love with your partner, do this one exercise. You need to focus on not orgasming, okay? You want to f- forget about that. You want to just focus on mirroring your partner's breathing. Just focus on that one thing, just mirror their breathing. And this is an awesome tip I'm giving you right now. And you watch how that lovemaking session changes and what an incredible turn on it is for your partner and how you take that experience to a whole new level. And that, that is a free sexy tip for you. It works, trust me, it works. Just do it, just do it. And you know what's best about this? It will give you a great outcome and you'll have an incredible time in the process and you'll be like, you know what? We're gonna do that again. Just don't tell your partner that you're doing it and just see what the result is and how responsive they are. Oh gosh, I I could speak about this and other elements for all podcast and longer really but this does come in the realms of passion doesn't it the way that we express our passion and if you've been in a relationship for a a period of time then you can find that you you really stop bringing that passion to the bedroom you do it in other areas of your life too but let's face it the most passionate thing that you can do in your life is make love. I mean, that, that is super passionate. You don't do that with anyone else apart from your intimate partner, hopefully. And don't let me judge you, but, you know, I guess I just did. Um, that's just my, my way of living, okay? One partner, monogamous. Uh, relationship but you don't do that with any other person it's uh, it's uh, I was gonna say creative it can be a creative passionate intimate soulful love connection that you have with your partner I don't think you're allowed to bring balls into the I should have um, prefaced that <laughs> I didn't think you're allowed to take balls into the stadium here maybe I should have had a pause with that but you can get creative there as well. <laughs> um, but you're in a relationship for a while and things wane, don't they? And maybe you got to the stage where you were, I don't know what your, your routine is. Well, some people say, well, I'm happy with once a week. Some people it's three, three times a week. Some people it might be every day. Uh, I don't think you're going to keep up every day for many weeks on end, but each to their own. 
everybody has their own their own way of living their own you know requirements in terms of their sexual sexuality and sexual health but think about when you first you first started uh, making love to you oh well there's a child face down and there's just a parent just standing there next to the kid oh my goodness um, uh, yeah, think about that first time that you made passionate love or that time where it may not be the first time because of all the tension and all that kind of stuff but think about that time when you made love that for that first time where it was really connecting deep meaningful and like just blew your socks off both of your socks off like as in not just your two socks but four socks <laughs> um, you know that moment where you're like oh wow this is this is such a powerful connecting passionate moment for both of us so think about that get a, an image of that and a feeling of that through your nervous system as to what that's like and now say so, so when was the last time you did that when was the last time you brought your best self to the bedroom to blow your partner's socks off and think well why am i not doing that now you just come become complacent you've gone from yeah maybe we used to do it three four times a week and now it's just once a fortnight because you know we're tired we're busy and all that kind of stuff uh, whereas you know if you've got more energy in your body wow you can achieve so much more trust me it works the more energized you are the more passionate you can be the more energy you can bring to the bedroom and uh, that can be a really really powerful part of your relationship I heard something really great dr. Phil said last year he said something like this I might get the numbers a little bit wrong but this is roughly right he said that your sexual relationship uh, in a marriage or a relationship makes up about 10% of the relationship but he said if it's wrong like if there's something going wrong with it for either one of you it makes up 90% so that that really makes sense doesn't it because there there are so many other aspects to um, a, a deep loving relationship but if if the sex part is not right then yeah it makes up the majority of it and I think that's that's important to keep in mind so it's about understanding your partner and making sure that you do bring that passion because you should be making love like your I won't say for the first time because my belief is that the longer you are with your partner it becomes deeper yeah people talk about oh it just becomes boring or you know they want more variety in another partner or something like that you create that create that with your partner to me that's the most beautiful gift that you can have um, the more that you understand your partner's needs they understand you uh, you explore more you express yourself more because I'm sure that you know if there were cameras in every bedroom around the world then and everybody was completely and 100% honest you would know that not each party is giving each other exactly what they want or getting exactly what they want because on some level they're afraid to communicate what they really want and again comes down to that passion and expressing that in a way that 
you get what it is that you want. Now, I'm becoming better at this, I mean, and maybe I should pause again. That's not just in, in the context of um, you know, intimacy and sexual health, but in terms of just passion generally. But I'll tell you why you're not expressing it, why we tend not to express it, and that is because we have this fear that we might be rejected. Let's just say there's always something that you wanted to do with your partner and you're just too afraid to ask because you feel like you might be rejected. You feel like you might be judged. You feel like they might say no. They might be less loved towards you. Uh, you name it, there could be a whole range of different things that you may feel. Uh, but it's hurt on some level and you're fearful of that. So life is like this. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't step up, you don't get. If you don't have the courage to step out of your comfort zone, to ask, to try, in anything in your life, you're just always going to be left wondering. Now I can tell you that in my life that the most passionate person that I've ever been with, the, the most passion that I've ever expressed, the, the most uh, real me that I have identified with has by far, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, been, uh, been Cherie. Uh, because we connected on so many different levels that we were able to find that way of communicating. And this doesn't happen from day one. Day one, you're a little school kid, nervous as anything. And uh, with everything, I'm not just talking about intimacy, I'm talking about all kinds of different areas where you're, you know, you just, you're not an open book to start with. You don't, you don't just blurt everything out and say, like, here it all is, because that would freak you out. So what you do is you do it over time, don't you? You're, as you, you get to know each other and you connect more and more with each other, that these things start to just manifest themselves in their beautiful ways that they naturally do. Um, I guess the, the point is that we need to be uh, in that um, uh, position where we are expressing our passion so that the people in our life not just our intimate partners, but all areas of our life, we're truly expressing what things mean to us and why people are important to us and what we want out of life. And we express that and we show that, especially to our children, because I think as, you know, we're, we're starting to live in a society that is so filtered that we just don't, we're, I mean, we're not expressing ourselves. We. Uh, yeah, everything's got filters. We're desensitising ourselves to everything. It's you know, like it's violence. It's you know good things. We don't get excited unless we come to things like this—a big sporting event. Um, to me, that's disappointing. And I can tell you one thing's for sure: I need to get better at it. And my mum used to, um, you know, talk to me about it. But I suppose indirectly, by saying, "Come on, come on," you know that kind of thing and you know try and get me worked up and excited and and so forth and that would be 
an area where I used to struggle with. I really did. Uh, but what am I doing now? I'm working on it. And I'll continue to work on it because it's not something that in the past has, has come naturally to me at all. It's been something that I've had to uh, continue to be aware of and make sure that uh, it, becomes, it becomes a focus of mine. Now I'm walking past it. Is this what they call one of those food truck things? Because there's a few of them around, but gee, it's messy here. See, why don't people pick up their rubbish? The German Grill House, Mr. Whippy, and I don't know what this one is. I can't even work out what that one is. Uh, but there's a lot going on there. They'll be cleaning up today, tonight. So, passion, passion, passion. There's not enough of it. Now, this is one of the things that attracted me to Tony Robbins. His motto, live with passion. I did a number of his programs because I wanted to become more passionate and I wanted to express that in a way. And people that hear me speak and they say, oh, wow, you're just so passionate about what it is that you do. Because... I've found a way to be able to express that. I think I could do it even better than I do. Uh, because I, uh, sometimes I have to be really conscious of it. Like if I'm feeling tired or, or a little bit down or snowed under or whatever, I won't, I won't express it in a way that I would really like to. And uh, yeah, that disappoints me. Uh, so I have to get working on it. Because you can never have too much passion in your life. Now, I'm gonna put this on pause now because I want to record some of these live cheers of like 50, 60, 70,000 people cheering their heads off from outside the stadium, because that is really cool. So I'm gonna put it on pause now. I'm gonna see if the 1,000 people queued up for a Porto chicken have disappeared so I can go and get something to eat, and I'll be back. I will be back with passion. See you soon. Alrighty, I am back. Now I've got the microphone out of my earpiece, so you might be able to... Oh, that was good. Oh, that was loud, I'm sure you got that. I can actually see, uh, see the ground, there's flames going up around the ground. I've got a little spot where I can see through, so that must be a try. There you go, there's passion. There's some passion happening right there. How about that, hey? I'll keep it on for a little bit. Let's see if we can get some more. That's quite loud there. That's cool. This is what I'm talking about. Passion in the sporting stadium. What about bring it out of the sporting stadium into your real life, eh? Oh, now I can see. I've got glass. I can actually see the goals. Oh, so maybe they do a kick or something like that now over the goals. I don't know the rules here, but I think once they score a try, so I might get back. Because if he kicks it, then they'll go off. And we'll capture that as well. 
the crowd's building. You can hear it. You must be lining it up. Getting the ball ready to kick. I don't know who it is, which side, but wait for it. Wait for it. I'm sure it's coming. Here we go. Well, that wasn't anywhere near as passionate, was it? Come on, give me the passion. Ah, it's because he wasn't successful. He missed the goals. He missed it. So let me go down here a little bit further and I can... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't look like it's full by any stretch. It looks like there's heaps of spare seats in there. Like thousands of spare seats. It looks like they've kicked the ball off. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I don't know. One of the problems I have with this game is it's not fast enough moving. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stoppages and stuff. I guess the... I don't understand the NFL, the American footy, but... Anyway. Well, you got your glimpse into passion at the footy field and you might be able to hear it oh there's a boo certainly not packed this is the difference if there was an AFL match here the stadium would be packed out I tell you if you've ever been to okay so the I I said to you earlier that we went to the or maybe it was yesterday, I can't remember. We went to the dress rehearsal of the um, Sydney 2000 Olympics opening ceremony. There was not a spare seat anywhere, 110,000 people. And I tell you, when you have 110,000 people standing up and singing the national anthem, it makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Super, super impressive. And, uh, yeah, that's when you... Uh, I can just remember standing there singing, like, waltzing Matilda, singing um, the National Anthem, and just going absolutely crazy. But, like I said before, often we only bring those things out at events like that, and then we shut it all away. And, you know, like, you... You might go crazy in an event like this and you go home and say, yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah, it was good. It was good. We need to bring more of that to the forefront of our lives so that we live on another level. Well, I'm going to close this out. If I hear some more passion, I'll add it to the end of this. But I'm going to continue doing a final lap of this awesome stadium here. And uh, then I think I'll head back home. And uh, I've got some more work to do. I'm up to uh, day... I think I'm up to day 22 before I left for some, uh, some dinner. I had a nice salad bowl. And salad and rice bowl at the uh, Oporto Chicken. It's quite nice. Good feeling now, though. I feel, feel a bit full. So I'm getting... You know, continue my lap. Enjoy the passion. Enjoy the weather tonight. 
and go back home and do some passionate work. All right, I'll see you soon.